uh, my pastor for this opportunity this morning, even though I think that the youth cutoff age is 35. But I'm, I'm past that, but I thank you anyway. But if you think about it, in God's eyesight, we're all youth. We're all God's children. So it's okay. I like to thank my wife for her support, standing with me, sometimes correcting me, leading and guiding me. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you for all you do for me. Appreciate it. To my church family, I love you. You are a loving church. God bless you. And um, today I'm going to be coming out of uh, Psalm 119, verse 133. Yes, sir. Actually, I have two verses. The first one is Psalm 119, verse 133. And the second one will be in Matthew 14, 22 through 33. When you have Psalm 119, Verse 133, say amen. amen. And it reads, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Yes, sir. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 30. Three. And it reads, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. All right. but, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the winds was contrary. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they, 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 they became terrified. They were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, thou bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. He said, come. Did you hear me? He said, come. Jesus spoke. He said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saving Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind 
ceased. Then they were in the ship and worshiped him saying, of a truth, thou art the son of God. Out of those scriptures, I'd like to talk to you a few minutes this morning on the subject, ordered steps, yet fell in faith. Ordered steps, yet fell in faith. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Father. We give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. Because you are God. There is none like you, Father. So, Father, I, as I stand here this morning, I realize, Father, that this is out of my control, Lord. So, Father, I ask that you would just hide me behind the scenes, Father. Hide me behind the curtains, Father, and allow, allow your children, allow your people to see you. Allow them to see your glory, Father. Father, it's really all about you, Lord. So even now, Father, have your way this morning, Father. Father, I pray that someone sees you. I pray that someone hears you this morning, Father. I pray that someone gets to know you this this morning, Father. If they already know you, I pray that they get to know you even better. Because even now, Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 In Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 133, we find David's prayer. David, David lifts up his voice and says, Order my steps in your word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. My brothers and sisters, we, if we are walking with God, we are walking in ordered steps. But even though we're walking in order steps, we still can have failing faith. Psalm 119 seems to be a collection of David's prayers and requests to God. It is a long psalm that reminds us that we need to stay in touch with God. Psalms that cause us to evaluate the condition of our souls. Because an unevaluated soul is an open invitation to evil and corruption. As David engages in life, he makes a note of his conversation to God. That's why it is important for us to keep a conversation going with God at all times. I heard somebody say, I'd rather see a sermon than hear a sermon any day. In other words, what that is saying is that we need to live a life in such a way that our walk matches our talk. To my brothers on the front row, how can we trust what we preach if we have not somewhere stopped along the shore to listen from the Lord? We need to live a life in communion with God. That's just not for pastors and preachers. That goes for everyone. This psalm also reminds us that, that David... David stayed in touch with God. David communed with God at every turn in his life. You see, you you, you might graduate from a seminary or or, or a college, but you will never graduate from communicating with God. That's why I like that song that just says that invites us to just have a little talk with Jesus. Just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. 
In verse 133, David prays to God to order my steps. In other words, David is praying, let every step that I take be under the guidance of the grace of God. I would like to put it this way. It isn't enough to just get started walking with God. We need to pray like David that we continue walking with God. Because there are so many of us who start off in the race but refuse to keep up the pace. Others accept it because it's new. But when the going gets tough, they fail to make it through. Be honest with you, sometimes I feel like giving up. But when I think about how good God has been to me, I find myself like David. Because David was determined to go through. David was a praying man. David was a compassionate man. David was a man after God's own heart. But David, David was a man who was also known for failing. David knew that no matter how close he walked to God, that he could still stumble and fall. My brothers and sisters, it does not matter how close you are to God. You are just a step a day away from falling if you don't pray to God to order your steps. Amen. Amen. There are many times when we pray, we want the answer to our prayer to come right away. Matter of fact, we want the answer even before we start praying. But if you look at the word steps, it reveals that there is a process. The word steps means to put one foot in front of the other, moving forwards or backwards. God orders our steps because there's somewhere he wants us to go. He requires us to walk with him. Have you ever taken your kids to the store or to the mall? If you don't hold their hand, there's a good chance they can get away from you and get lost. That's why God requires us to walk with him because if we don't, there's a good chance that we could end up on the wrong path. Read a story about a lady who earned a living by selling fruits and vegetables on the side of the road. And each day she came to a certain intersection, she would toss a stick up in the air. And whichever way it pointed when it, when it landed was the way she would go. One day a man noticed her tossing the stick up in the air once, twice, then three times. So he asked her out of curiosity. He said, what, what, what are you doing? She said, I am letting God show me which way to go by using this stick. So he said, then why did you toss it up three times? She said, because the first two times he was pointing me in the wrong direction. When you don't like the direction God is giving you, do you pray to God hoping that he will change his mind and tell you what you want to hear? You can pray day after day, but if you already know the direction God is leading you, then why should God answer your prayer? Order, order steps was only half of David's prayer. He went on to say, he went on to say, let not any iniquity have dominion over me. 
In other words, David was praying, do not let me be overcome by evil. Notice David didn't pray, I won't let me be overcome by evil. That would have meant that he could walk in his own steps, his own mind, in his own power. You see, David was not crazy. David knew that he could not overcome evil by himself. How many times do we try to take matters in our own hands instead of just giving it to God? David knew his limitations and there are some things that are out of our control and overcoming evil is one of them. Our brothers and sisters, the only one who is strong enough the only one who is powerful enough, the only one who is able to overcome that slick and slimy evil one is God. David's, David's prayer in the Old Testament becomes Peter's plea in the New Testament. For David, order meant keep. But for Peter, order meant call for Jesus. In Matthew 14, verses 22 through 33, we find Peter and the other disciples in the boat on the water in the midst of a storm. And when they saw Jesus walking on the water, they became terrified, saying, "It's, it's a ghost. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, do not be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Then Peter, Peter was quick to say, he spoke before anyone else. He said, Lord, if it is really you, call me out of the boat. Peter's life in the boat must have been a I can't stand it in here any longer kind of experience. Because why would anybody in their right mind want to walk on water instead of staying in the safety of a boat unless they've had a I can't stand it in here any longer kind of experience? Perhaps Peter saw more than the other disciples. Perhaps, perhaps he saw a, a, a more powerful ministry. Perhaps he saw a, a better traveling companion on water than in the boat. But I would like to ask Peter a question. Peter, why didn't you stay in the boat? You know about water. You know you can't swim. Why, why did you do that, Peter? Why didn't you stay in the boat? But I can hear Peter saying, I couldn't stay in that boat any longer. Do you know who was in that boat? Just think about it. I saw Jesus and I turned around and I saw who I had been in that boat with. I turned around and I saw Doubting Thomas, Doubting all the time. I saw that hater, James, hating all the time. I saw, I saw that cheating Judas, cheating all the time. And I knew that I couldn't stay in that boat any longer. My brothers and sisters, there are some folks in our boats that we need to get away from. And our desire is telling us to say, Lord, call me out of this boat. I can't stay in this boat any longer. And like, and like Peter, we realize that there are some doubting folks in our boats. There, 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 there are some envious folks in our boats. There are some wrapped up, tied up, chained up folks in our boat. And we have to decide that we are getting out of this boat. Now here, here is Peter and he is looking out at the horizon and he sees a familiar face 
who he believes to be Jesus. Now he begins to sense that I want to be where you are. Is there anybody today who want to be where Jesus is? Lord, I want to be where you are. Lord, I got to be where you are because Lord, where you are, there is the fullness of joy. There is the fullness of peace. Lord, where you are, there's healing. Lord, where you are, there's everything that we need. Peter, Peter should have known that he didn't have anything to worry about because this stuff was ordered a long time ago. My brothers and sisters, why worry? Don't you know that your steps is ordered a long time ago? So whenever God asks you to do something, there should be no need to think about it, nor take time to digest the, the idea. You should go right away because we know we already walk in ordered steps. My steps was ordered a long time ago. No, not just when I was called to preach. My steps was ordered when I was in my mother's womb. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. God knew you before you were born. God knew you before you was in your mother's womb. He thought about you. He planned for you. Therefore, in God's eyesight, you are valuable. And he has a purpose in mind for you. God, Jesus called Peter from the shallow existence of the boat to a new life in the deep. And that's what God is calling us to. God is calling us from the shallow existence of the boat to a new life in the deep. Now here is Peter, and he has one foot on the edge of the boat. And he's thinking, I see Jesus, and I see y'all. Don't you know sometimes we, we start out, then we look back to see if anybody else is coming. Then we say, y'all not coming? Our indecision makes us check ourselves. Then we begin to think, well, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe I shouldn't go. But Peter, he still has his foot on the edge of the boat. And he's thinking, God delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Jonah from the belly of the whale. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace. So why wouldn't he deliver me? Now Peter... He still has his foot on the edge of the boat. Now he says to Jesus, he said, Lord, if it is really you, order me to come out to you on the water. And Jesus says, come. You have to be careful what you ask Jesus, call Jesus for. Because once you say call for Jesus, immediately Jesus says, come. Jesus don't have to think about it. Jesus don't have to call a board meeting. Jesus don't have to call a committee meeting. Jesus says, if you want to come out on on the water with me, then right now I order you to come. Don't let the water stop you from coming. Don't let your family stop you from coming. Don't let your friends stop you from coming. Jesus says, if you want to come, then right now 
I invite you to come on. Come on. I got you. I won't let you fall. Peter, Peter had ordered steps, but he also had failing faith. Having failing faith is like having a, a, a cement bar tied to your feet. It's like having a 500-pound weight strapped around your shoulder. You cannot walk on water with failing faith. Failing faith will keep you down when you're trying to go up. Failing faith will steal your attention from Jesus and focus it on circumstances around you. Now, Peter, who had come too far out the boat to turn around. He was too far out on the water to turn back. My brothers and sisters, we have stepped out the boat and we have come too far to turn around. Too far to change our minds. Too far to go back to what we used to do. We're out here now and we have to make up our minds on which way we're going to go. We're out here now. And that's usually when the winds begin to pick up. Winds with voices saying, who do you think you are? You ain't nobody. You can't walk on water. Who called you to preach? But Jesus says, you cannot walk in the deep listening to those winds. Jesus said, I have ordered your steps. I will keep your feet. I will hold you up. I will steal the water. I will quiet the winds. I will fight your battle. Jesus says, come on. Come on. Yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. I will close with the story about a girl who loved to go swimming in the river in Florida. And one day, she jumped off the pier and began swimming in the water. And her mother was watching her from the window. And while she was watching her, she noticed an alligator swimming towards her daughter. So she ran out to the pier yelling, turn around, come back. And as the girl began to swim back to the pier, the mother was there with her arms stretched out to save her. But by that time, it was too late. The alligator had reached hold of the girl's leg. Now it became a tug of war. The alligator was strong, but the mother was persistent. She was determined to save her daughter. My brothers and sisters, if God is calling you, God will hold on to you. God will not turn you a loose. So walk on through the winds. Walk on through the storms. Walk on through the doubts. Walk on through. Walk on through. And walk through your order steps and see what God has for you. God, God ordered Jesus' steps a long time ago. He orders his steps all the way to Calvary where they hung him high. 
They stretched him wide. They nailed him to the cross. And he suffered and he died for you and for me. Drip, drop, drop, drip. One of those drops is for me. I'm going to step out the boat now. And I'm going to walk in my ordered steps. And I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to keep my focus on the Lord. And I'm going to worship him. And I'm going to praise him. Because he has been good to me. Today, step out the boat. Walk in your ordered step. Jesus said, I got you. I won't let you fall. I'm here. I'll save you. Peter, Peter, Peter was walking on the water and he took his eyes off of Jesus and he began to fall. But Jesus said, you of little faith. But Jesus stretched out and he saved him. So today, come on. Walk on the water. There's nothing to be afraid of. You might stumble or you might fall sometimes. But Jesus will be there to catch you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. My brothers and sisters, we serve a powerful God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Walk on the water. Trust in my Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on.